Isaiah chapter 37, <coughs> verse number 1 to 20, I will read this. Just follow with your eyes. Isaiah chapter 37, verses 1 to 20, and it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord, and he sent Eliakim, <clears throat> who was over the household, and Shipna the scribe, and the elders of the priests uh, covered with sackcloth, unto Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble, and of rebuke, and of blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, had sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God heard. Wherefore lift up thy prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall he say unto your master. That saith the Lord, be not afraid of the words that thou hast heard, wherewith the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. And he heard say concerning Teraka, king of Ethiopia, he is come forth to make war with thee. And when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall he speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trusted, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rizeb and the children of Eden, which were in Telazar? Where is the king of Hamath? and the king of Arphad, and the king of the city of Siparbain, Hina, and Ivan. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers, and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord, and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which had sent to reproach the living God. O but truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their countries, and have cast their gods into the fire, for there were no gods, but the work of men's hands wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, 
even thou only. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, bless Lord, this passage of scripture. And thank you, Lord, for the promise and the victories that you have wrought in the hands of your people. And I pray that you will do the same to our people, to these people. And I pray, O oh God, that you will be glorified in the midst of the problems. You will be glorified in your lives. And bless Lord. And I pray that this will be a strengthening to um, all of us. This will be a strengthening of your people in their faith. That they will continue despite of the problems that they are facing every day. Despite, Lord, of um, uh, seemingly losing battle in this life. But Lord, I pray that you will give them victory. And Lord, only in your hand, your strong hand, can make them and give them the victory. And I pray, Lord, that your favor will always be upon your people. And bless all of us and make our hearts rejoice in your presence. Make our hearts rejoice um, that we are serving a true and living God. Lord, the gods of the nations are gods of woods and stone. Therefore, the people that believe and trusted in them are destroyed. But you are our God and our God alone. You, Lord, um, are true God, so therefore, Lord, help the people. And thank you, Lord, for your uh, promises. Thank you for the Bible that you have given to us, uh, that we can claim your promises, Lord, both out of your word. Bless all of us tonight in Jesus' name we pray. Please consider it. When troubles come, this is uh, um, the experience of a man of God. This is the experience of a servant of the Lord uh, by the name of King Gaius. He was a great um, man of God and uh, great of faith. He was a strong um, king. Uh, he was not strong by himself. He was a, a strong king because he has a strong God. He believes Amen. in his God. He believes in the power of God. He was just faithful to the Lord. And he just entrusted his kingdom. He just entrusted his leadership uh, of the kingdom of Judah unto the Lord his God. But again, it is very common um, to all of us to experience problems and to experience defeat, to experience um, um, troubles and trials. It will, you know, uh, it will come in different shape and form. It will come in different sizes. Some, some problems are small, some are large and big. But again, whatever uh, problems that may come upon us, it is just not common to all of us. It is common to experience problems. People, believers and unbelievers alike will experience problems in life. And what, once they do, um, the good thing with Christians is that because, uh, we have a Lord, we have our God that we can run to. And, and someone that can help us. Job experienced this, uh, you know, great trouble in his life. He experienced a trouble that perhaps not one of us has experienced half of it. But Job uh, was um, a man also faithful to the Lord, but experienced greater problem than um, all of us um, even combined. In Job chapter five, verse number six, it says here. Uh, although affliction cometh not forth not for from the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble. You see, every person in this world will have trouble. So that is why you have to uh, embrace it. You have to uh, brace yourself because it will come and it will come in your life, whether we like it or not. It says here in verse number 7, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Verse 8, I will seek unto God, and unto God will I commit my cause. 
which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. The experience of those uh, people in the past, and perhaps even people of the present, of their faith and belief in God, uh, they experience the marvelous, marvelous working of God. And that strengthens them. No matter how big, um, maybe, you know, their problems, no matter how small, when God will intervene into a life of an individual, and that is going to be the great victory, a great blessing, because that can strengthen a person in his, um, in his um, you know, uh, faith. In Job chapter 14, verse number 1, it says, Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. So, again, uh, this just declares that all of us will face trouble. So, again, if you are passing through a time of great trouble right now, or perhaps maybe later in your life, if you go through trouble, right here tonight, we have a Bible that uh, we, can, we can see all the promises of the Lord, and we can embrace His promises, and we have the promise of God that all of us can run into. Now, tonight we will dig into these uh, words and find help in facing trouble in this life because troubles may come and troubles may be big as they come. Here in chapter 37, uh, 37 in Isaiah, um, we read of a story of a very, you know, uh, admirable king, King Hezekiah, one of the one of the most faithful kings of Judah. And this man, King Hezekiah, he came to the Lord in prayer because he received a letter. He, he received a letter from the enemy writing to him, "How are they going to destroy the kingdom of Judah?" and to destroy the king. And this is a threat, and this is a very serious threat in his life. So therefore, uh, he, he, he did not do anything but run to the Lord. Ask the Lord for help. Isaiah chapter 37 verse 14. Isaiah 37 verse 14, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. He just laid down and showed it unto the Lord. And now here tonight we have to look at this and notice exactly how the trouble came and how Hezekiah or what he did to this problem and how Hezekiah faced this problem. He faced this trouble. He did not run away from this trouble. He did not, like, you know, uh, uh, um, prepare his army, but rather he prepared himself for the Lord. He asked God to help him. So let us take a look at here now um, how these troubles come into the life of King Hezekiah. First, they come suddenly. It's just, you know, maybe in the middle of, uh, he was resting perhaps. We don't know what, what, where he was, uh, in the, uh, where he was. In, the, in his house, he didn't know, and we do not know where, what, what he did in those times when the letter came. Perhaps, uh, you know, it was a moment of 
resting for him or uh, a moment of relaxation. And then all of a sudden, these people came and handed to him this letter. And out of the blue, the letter just arrived. And perhaps he opened the letter and he was shocked after learning that this came from um, the right hand man of the king of Assyria. Again, my friend, sometimes in our in our life we, we, we are maybe sitting in the house or, or reading some um, news or, or reading our Bible and all of a sudden the, some letters will come to our mailbox or in our emails, we read our emails and we see bad news. We receive letters from, um, from, from someone and then we receive uh, bad news. Or perhaps we call or visit our doctor and we hear some bad news. And maybe we experience misunderstanding with someone and then it resulted into a bad situation. Or maybe um, sometimes we overwork in workplaces, especially if you are working the uh, you know very physical work, and then you overwork, then you have accident. Or perhaps uh, um, you strain yourself. And there are many many ways that some bad news, some bad things can come to us. And sometimes the trouble will come because of our own folly because of our own sin. But whatever it is, whatever is the cause of the trouble, trouble will come. It will come. And again, um, we cannot deny that the Lord uh, is no respecter of person when it comes to sin. But also we cannot deny that the Lord loves His children. Amen. He loves His children and he's ready for the forgiveness. Uh, he's ready to give forgiveness to his people. In Psalm 32 verses 1 to 5. And this is just a proof that God really loves us. Even though sometimes we commit sin against him. But he has this soft spot for all of us that will come to him. In, in verse number 1, Psalm 32 verse number 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. You see, God has a, has prepared something for His people that will come to Him. He knows His people. When His people commit sin, and for sure they will be, they will be, they will have trouble. There, there, there will always be trouble coming. And then when these people will come to Him, the Bible says, "Blessed is you, transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered." Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not in. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sins. That is an assurance of God's children. That is an assurance of God's people. 
when you commit sin unto the Lord, you know, the Lord is ready. He's preparing forgiveness for you. And that is why, again, troubles will come because of sin, but troubles also come in many, many ways, in many, many forms. So, again, uh, they can come suddenly, or sometimes troubles can come to our lives overwhelmingly. Sometimes it's so hard for us to bear. Sometimes there are troubles that's so, so hard to face. This is the situation of King Hezekiah. It's too much for him. He knows how this king, uh, kingdom, the kingdom of Sennacherib, how he destroyed all other countries. And now he's next. And for him, it is too much to bear. Sennacherib and his servant, Rabshakeh, were terrible enemies. They are enemies of the people. They are enemies of the king. Enemies of the kingdom. They are enemies also of the Lord. And again, they are planning in invasion. They are planning to attack the kingdom of Judah. And they announce it. They pronounce it. They are going to attack. And they are they are going. They are they inform the kingdom that that is what they are going to do about their evil intentions. And the news just overwhelmed King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was not shaking. He was he was a brave and mighty king also. He was a, a, you know he believes in God, but he believes in God, but he was really shaken in this report in this news. He trembled when he received the letter. You see, this is serious. When the king trembles, that is serious. This is already the king. Again, sooner or later, Christians may experience problems. Sooner or later, each one of us may experience great problems that it can make us shake. I hope that it will not come. But again, brace yourself because in this world we shall have tribulation, God said. And the most important when problems come is our reaction. What is our reaction? What comes into our mind and what is our resolve? Because this is where shows the faithfulness of this man, King Hezekiah. Because his resolve is he did not, you know, uh, um, uh, command his army to be ready, but he ran to the Lord first and foremost. He ran to the Lord. That was his resolve. His response. That was his reaction. How, how should you react when you have great problems in front of you? How are you going to react? What should you do when, when problems will come? When troubles will come, when evil letter will, will come. And that letter involves a great, great problem. That you know you, you cannot solve this problem. And again, um, there are things that we need to show here. Maybe we don't have that in our system. Uh, when problems will come, we go panic. Some people, when they receive bad news, they will just scream and, and, and go into hysteria or, or uh, you know, they will run and, and seek help from anyone that they do not know where to go. 
But my friend, just like Ezekiah, he has the Lord to run to. He has God that can help him when he faced the greatest trouble of his life. How troubles come? It came suddenly. And it came to his life overwhelmingly. That is why he was, he trembled. Now, the question is, secondly, what to do when trouble comes upon us? What is our reaction? What is our resolve? I will read again verses 14 to 20 because this is the resolve. This is what Hezekiah um, um, acted upon learning this news. The moment he held that letter, I, I get to him, that letter is equivalent to a death letter. That was a death letter. Not just his death, but the kingdom. That the kingdom is finished. So that letter is very, very serious. And he trembled upon reading that letter. And this is what his response um, in upon receiving that letter. Verse number 14. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. You know, in here in verses 14 down to verse number 20, uh, we can tell that this is the action of Hezekiah upon learning the problem. When the problem comes, what, what will come into your mind? How are you going to solve this? What's your response? My friend, this is a really good thing uh, to see how Hezekiah responded. First, he responded, he read the letter, and he looked at it very clearly. He, he looked at it whether it is genuine. He looked at it on what is, you know, he must clearly see what the trouble is. You and I must clearly see what trouble is in front of us, what problem we are facing. And that is what Hezekiah did. He figured it out. What is this problem? And, and again, what he did is he, he perhaps he sits down and read it and read it again and then weigh up the matter and he uh, analyze it and quietly under, understanding it and then he faced it. This is the problem. And this is a serious problem. But he knows already what he needs to do. He knows exactly what steps to take after this problem. You know what steps to take? When he received the problem, he ran to the Lord. He ran to the Lord. So, for all of us, brothers and sisters, when we have problems in our lives, all we need to do, we must take our problems, our troubles, our calamity to the Lord at once. Amen. Take it to the Lord and bring it to Him and lay it down, Lord, here's the problem. Yep. Lord, I cannot solve this problem. This is, you know, bigger than I, than I can bear. There is the problem, Lord, and I need you to help me. So that is what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah spread it out before the Lord. He spread the letter as if God is in front of him. I don't know. 
uh, if you if you notice how he prayed about this, because um, when you pray to the Lord, you don't you don't bring letters to show to the Lord because you do not know where to face it. We do not know whether it's upside down or how are you going to show to the Lord the letter? But Ezekiah, he spread it before the Lord as if the Lord was just in front of him. I think that is the beauty when we pray unto the Lord. When we pray unto God, our God is the true living God. When we pray unto Him, He is as if He's there standing in front of you. Or yep. you are there kneeling at His yep. footstool. And He can hear even your faintest cry, yep. the song says. The Lord can hear your prayer. He spread it before the Lord. And that is what we need to do with our trouble. Our trouble when they come, take it unto the Lord at once, as Ezekiah did. Perhaps he shared this problem to his confidants. Perhaps he shared this problem to his, uh, you know, um, the army or, or to his um, uh, counselors. But the most important thing here, he shared the problem to the Lord himself. And that makes, you know, um, that makes Ezekiah um, receive something from the Lord because he did not hesitate to take this matter to the Lord and to spread it before him. And also, again, when problems come, we must talk to the Lord about our trouble. Do not presume that a God knows our problem. Do not presume that God knows it, but He wants our mouth to open wide. He said, open your mouth wide. Then, um, um, how does it say in, in the New Testament? That you need to um, open your mouth in prayer, that the Lord will answer your prayer? How does it say? Okay, I'm going before you, so. Yes, let your request be made known unto God. God knows our request. Even before we ask Him, He knows it. He knows it. But God wants our mouth to open and to utter it before Him. Let your request be made known unto God. That means you talk to God in, in front of the Lord, you, or you at His footstool, you are kneeling down, you are asking His help, and then say it. Say it to him. Remember the prodigal son? The prodigal son, after he lived a riotous living, he wasted all his father's substance in a riotous living, living with prostitutes and drinking and partying until all his money was gone. And he realized that, oh, how much bread there uh, in, in his father's house. Everyone has had bread and have enough to spare. And now he is dying for hunger. So his resolve is, oh, I will go back to my father. And I will say to my father, Father, I have sinned against thee. I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Take me now as your one of your hired servants. That's, that's, he practices it. This is what I'm going to say. I will say this word. He, he, he 
his result is to say that word before his father. In ragged clothes, dirty, no haircut, no, um, it's just very dirty. It's like a pauper, homeless. Approaching the house of his father from afar, his father saw him from afar. He recognized his son from afar. And the father, upon recognizing his son, walking down the road, he ran towards the direction where that ragged pauper walking and ran and he knew his son, he had his son, he he kissed his son and then he did not say, oh, I'm forgiven. I don't have to say anything because my father knows that I hear Coming here is enough and, and it's understood that I am already, you know, sorry of what I have done. No, he did not pursue that. He said the same words that he practiced before. He said the same words and said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thy sight. And I'm not, I know worthy to be called thy son, or thy, thy son. Make me, make me as one of thy hired servants. He said that word. Even though his father already hugged him, his father already kissed him, and his father already given him ring, he gave him shoes, but he said the same word. I think that we can learn from that. When we come to the Lord, we will not presume that God knows our request. Because God wants to hear it from our mouth. He wants it that will come out from our mouth because that is the indication that it is coming from your heart. Out of that abundance of the heart of our speaking. So this time he, he just filled his heart of the remorse and the uh, uh, you know um, feeling sorry of what he has done, that he's not worthy at all. He's just under the mercy of his father this time. And he said this, that those words to his father. And his father just gave him things that he did not ask. He did not ask for shoes. He didn't ask for ring. He did not ask for a beautiful coat. All he needs is a spare bread. But what the father gave him, the father killed the father cow. It's beyond what he expected. It's beyond what he, what he was asking. He was just expecting to eat, you know, enough bread for him to survive. But there was a big feast. That is how rich our Father in heaven also. And He can give us everything. And our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You see, you are thinking of something, you are praying to God, and oh Lord, if you give me this, I think we are asking for a very, you know, uh, um, impoverished request. Because our God is a, is a rich God. He was expecting for bread. But lo and behold, God or His Father prepared a patika. expecting He is expecting some spare food. After all the people have eaten, after all the servants, main servants have eaten, 
the, whatever is left, he's, he's ready to enjoy that. But no, he was special in the father's eyes. His father killed the father God. You see, we must take our trouble to the Lord at once. We must talk to the Lord about our trouble. Say it. Say it. When we come this Friday for our prayer vigil, prepare your heart. Prepare your, yourself to come to the Lord and say it. Say it to the Lord. Do not expect that, do not presume that God knows it. God knows it, but God wants, you know, wants you to speak it to Him. Let your request be made known to God. And we must recognize and rejoice in God's greatness and power. Take a look in here in Isaiah chapter 57 again. And from verse number 16, or verse number 15, and verse number 16. Verse 15, and Ezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Now here, when we talk to the Lord about our troubles, um, we need to understand that you know our God is a great God. We need to say to Him, Lord, I know that You are our God. Lord, I know that You are the Maker of heaven and earth. Lord, I know that You are the one that controls this universe. Say it to Him. It is worth saying it to Him to confirm that you really believe in Him, that He exists. You have to confirm to God that you exist, and that He exists. It's coming from your mouth, coming, coming from your heart, that you believe in Him. That means you really have faith in Him. You see, there is this wonderful therapy in taking our trouble, in taking our problems and, and situations to the Lord, and talk to Him about it. And lay it down before him and say to the Lord about the problem, what you have understood about the problem, and 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 express to the Lord that Lord, this problem is beyond me. I cannot solve this by my own. I need you, Lord, to help me in this problem. So we must talk to the Lord. This is what Ezekiah was doing. That is why uh, it, it's good to see these faithful men of God in the past and see how they resolved their problem, how how they acted on their, how they reacted to their problem. And that is what he did. And then we can, we can follow that. We can copy what his reaction to the problem. Because God answered him. The Lord answered him with his request. And again, we must recognize and rejoice in God's greatness and power. If God, the Lord our God that we are serving, is a mighty God, a powerful God, now the question, is there anything too hard for Him? Is there anything that is too hard for Him to do? You know when God promised Abraham, 
He promised Abraham that he will, be, he will become a great nation. And that his children will be as, you know, the, the stars of heaven. Or as upon the, uh, uh, the, the, the sands of the sea for multitude. You cannot number it. You cannot number the children of Abraham. But now, it's quite impossible because he's old. It's quite impossible because he's already 100 years old. And Sarah was 99. And still didn't have children. He doesn't have a child from Sarah. It's quite impossible. But when the angel talked to Abraham, is there anything too hard for God to do? The same promise that the angel promised to Mary. Mary could not understand. She, she told the angel, how could this be? Seeing uh, I know not a man. I haven't experienced sleeping with a man. Because at that time, Mary was a virgin. She was espoused to Joseph, but they did not, you know, I do not know if they held hands together. I believe they did not, you know, uh, uh, sleep together for sure. They did not sleep together before marriage. And the angel promised to Mary that you will conceive a child, a son. And Mary could not understand it. How could this be? Seeing I know not a man. There is impossibility in there. It is impossible. It's going to happen. But the angel said, with man it is impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. The same, you know, um, God that worked miracles in the time of Abraham. When, when the Bible says, is anything too hard for the Lord? The angel asked Abraham, is, there, is anything too hard for the Lord, Abraham? And the angel confirmed it to Mary, with God, nothing is so that is why Mary believed in God. He believed the promise. And she said, um, let it be. Let it be done unto me. And we see how she was blessed by the Lord. And again, here is Zechariah. <clears throat> He has this impossibility maybe in man's view, impossibility to, to face against this strong king, Sennacherib, and his right-hand man, Rabshakeh. He could not fight against these people. To wage a war against them is a suicide. He could not face against these people. They are too strong for him. That is why he ran to the Lord. When Hezekiah um, was sure about this coming of Sennacherib and about this um, man that he sent, he turned unto the Lord. He turned to the Lord, he asked God, he ran. I don't know where, where is this room or where, where is that uh, room that he ran to. And he spread that letter unto the Lord, 
and asked the Lord. He believes that if he takes this matter to his Father in heaven, and he, he knows that God loves him, and he knows that God will listen to him, that the Lord will, will answer him in his prayer. This is a desperate, desperate um, prayer of Hezekiah. If the Lord will not intervene, if the Lord will not intervene in this situation, that's the end of his kingdom. That's the end of all the people of the land. So he took the matter to his father, saying that God loves him. I hope my, my brothers and sisters uh, that you realize it, that God loves us. If we will just come to the Lord, if we will just run to Him and honestly, you know, seek His favor upon our lives, not for selfish reasons. We want His favor so that the Lord can perform His miracles in our lives so that in the end the Lord will be glorified. Not for the purpose of our own, you know, easy life, but we will have, uh, you know, uh, we can we can uh, uh, brag about our successes, or we can uh, uh, show to people how successful we are. That is not, you know, uh, uh, something that uh, we need to ask the Lord to help us for that purpose. We will ask the Lord for His help and His intervention in our life because it is our desire that God will be glorified in our lives. And that is the purpose why we come to him for help. So that the Lord will show his miracle and he will use us mightily uh, in this, in this um, life. Because we are seeking for the salvation of souls around us. And how can we help the souls around us if we ourselves needing help? You see, that is the reason why King Zikaya um, came to the Lord and put forward his request to the Lord. So that the Lord will be glorified. Another thing that we need to understand about this approach of re reaction of Ezekiah is that you and I as Christians today, we must ask God that God will undertake for us. And He is the one that will help us. Look this here, verse number 17. Up to verse number 20 in Isaiah chapter 37. Incline then ear, O Lord. And hear, <clears throat> open thine eyes, <clears throat> O Lord, and see, and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which had said to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their countries, and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. That is the purpose. Why you and I must come to the Lord for help? Because we want God to be known. Why Hezekiah came to God for help and deliverance and salvation? Not for his kingdom to be strong and healthy and his kingdom to be rich. His, his, his 
uh, uh, kingship there will, will continue on and he will be known. No, the purpose why he came to the Lord and asked God for intervention in this, you know, uh, tumultuous situation of his life and his kingdom is because he wants the Lord to be known. Is that the prayer that you have for the Lord? You want God to be known in your life, therefore you ask God for help. You ask God to bless you so that God will be known in your life. That is supposed to be the focus, that is supposed to be the reason why we approach the throne of grace, why we approach God in His throne. Because we want Him to be known. We want God to be exalted above all. We want God, the heaven, the unbelieving people, when they come in their own, you know, a, a destitute situation, they can see us. These people also were in problems, but they have God to run to. Maybe I can come to that God too. Maybe I can run to that God too. That will make God known. That is why when we pray unto the Lord, it is, it, it is not a selfish prayer. It should not be a selfish prayer. It's not for our benefit. But we will benefit from it, no doubt. We will, we will you know, uh, uh, get the blessing when God will bless us, but that blessing will be down unto the glory of the Lord in our life. We must ask God to undertake for us for the purpose and for the reason and one reason only to make God known, to glorify Him. Once we do, you know what? When we glorify God, oh, you can just imagine how much blessing that you will receive when the Lord is insulted in your life. This verse number 20 is very, very important for all of us. Because this is the, you know, the, the prayer of the root of the prayer of Hezekiah. His prayer, he said, Lord, deliver us. Lord, deliver us. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if we can be saved, let's call upon God. In verse number, uh, um, verse number 20, in the second part here, we must make sure, again, that our motive is right in the Lord. The motive is very important. Whatever prayers that you are making to the Lord, make sure that the motive is right. Well, how can, how can we make our motives right, Pastor? How can we make our motives right? Our motives can be right when in everything that we do, we give glory to God. And everything, the, the successes that we can have in this life, our triumph, our crown, our prizes, must be to the glory of the Lord. The trouble came to Hezekiah. And then the response of Hezekiah when trouble comes. And lastly here, how the Lord undertakes for us in our trouble. Let's take a look at verses 21 this time. We have not read this a while ago, but we will 
read this, I will read this from verse number 21 up to verse number 38 because we will find here several things. Verse 21, it says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Whereas thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, had despised thee and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem had shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high? Even against the Holy One of Israel. By the servants hast thou reproached the Lord and hast said, By the multitude of thy chariots, of my chariots, am I come up to the height of the mountains, to the sides of Lebanon, and I will cut down the tall cedars thereof, and the choice fair trees thereof, and I will enter into the height of his border, and the forest of his carmel. I have digged and drunk water, and with the sole of my feet, I dried up all the rivers of the besieged places. Hast thou not heard long ago how I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it? Now have I brought it to pass, that thou shouldest be to lay waste defense cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore, their inhabitants were of small power, they were dismayed and confounded, they were as the grass of the field, and as a green herb, as a grass on the um, as a grass on the housetops, and as corn blasted before it grown up. But I know they are both, and they're going out, and they're coming in, and they rage against me. Now this is God speaking to these people against Sennacherib and Rabshakeh. Because they rage against me and their tumult is come up into my ears, therefore will I put my book um, in thy nose and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back by, my, um, by the way by which thou camest. And this shall be a sign unto thee. You shall eat this year such a um, groweth of itself, and the second year that which springeth from the same, and in the third year sow ye and reap and plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. And the remnant of this escape of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they shall and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord host shall do this. Verse 23. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king, the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a band against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into the city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it from, for my own sake, 
and for my servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth, and this is now God's action to help Judah. God's action to destroy the enemy of God. And he said here, Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. What is that? One hundred eighty-five thousand soldiers. He said, And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. They were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And it came to pass, as he was worshipping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that Adramelech and Sherezer, his sons, smote him with his sword, and they escaped into the land of Armenia. And Esarshadon, his son, reigned in his stead. He died. He was not able to, uh, you know, shoot an arrow. He was not able to move forward to destroy Judah. The Lord intervened. The Lord responded. The, the, the Lord acted upon the request of King Hezekiah. You see how, how the Lord worked in there. The Lord in this instance, brothers and sisters, gives, gives us comfort. He gives us words of assurance and comfort. Again, go back to verse number 21. Verse number 21. The Bible says, Now, therefore, or verse number, 20, verse number 21. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, then Isaiah, Isaiah was God's prophet. Isaiah was the one who, you know, prayed unto the Lord also in behalf of King Hezekiah. He was like a pastor to King Hezekiah. And he spoke to the Lord, he, he, he received the message from the Lord. And this is the word that is, uh, Isaiah wrote to King Hezekiah. Before it happened, before the angel came to kill all the soldiers there, and, and in fact, it was already predicted by Hezekiah, I mean Isaiah, that King Sennacherib will die in his own land. And he did. He died there, and he was killed by his own, uh, by, by, by um, the two sons there of uh, the man that, um, and the son of Sennacherib reigned in his stead. So there you can see Isaiah was um, praying in behalf of King Hezekiah. And Isaiah gave Hezekiah the words of assurance. What an assurance there. What a joy. You know, from, from being um, distressed, being um, um, overwhelmed with problems, and then the man of God came to him and gave him assurance, don't worry, King Hezekiah. Don't worry, King Hezekiah. The Lord spoke to me. And the Lord, you know, this is the promise and this is the token. This year, you will harvest this kind of food. Next year, you will harvest also. 
So that means he will survive that moment of problem. That great moment of his distress is already taken care of by God, but it's not happening yet. It's still happening. It will happen later. But at that moment of his distress, the man of God, Prophet Isaiah, came and gave him words of assurance and it comforted King Ezekiah. You see, as we read this, it's, you know, it's just a person, a man. It's not God. The, the Lord did not speak to Ezekiah. It was just Isaiah. But Isaiah received that word from God. He just related it to the man of God, King Ezekiah. And he believed it. He believed Isaiah. That is why this is like us listening to, I spoke to Pastor Dippo last night. Wow, it's a comforting, comforting um, um, encouragement of Pastor Dippo. Every time I, 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 I speak to him, he really, you know, uh, he, has, he has that um, spirit of God in him. That um, all his, he will just talk about what happened to them there. And then, uh, along with that, he will always encourage me, you know, keep on, you know, um, just encourage your people to believe in God, encourage them. And, and you know, you, you set an example of, of, you know, joyful service to the Lord. Um, just lead your people. Uh, encourage them to, to, to follow God and to obey God what, what he said in his word and encourage them to be faithful in the service and I know that is exactly what you know what, what we need in our church and he's just an encouragement every time we talk we talk around one hour but he is full of wisdom when we just um, talk uh, on the phones you see Hezekiah our Isaiah, he does this from his own word. He spoke to Hezekiah, and Hezekiah listened to him as if he was listening to a preacher. Hezekiah was listening to Isaiah as if listening to his pastor. That there is assurance from the Lord, there is comfort from God. Don't worry, King Hezekiah, the Lord will help Judah. The Lord will take care of this. He will destroy God's enemies. That is how King Hezekiah got encouragement from Isaiah. In Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. A child of God can fall. Brothers and sisters, you may fall, but the Lord will, you know, uh, pick you up and He will deliver you. That is what also God said in Psalm 50, verse number 14. He will deliver you. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows. Do you have vows unto the Lord? You promise to God something? You have to pay you have to do what you have promised. Because the Lord, you know, is, 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 not, is not good with people who make promises and they're not, not paying it. Offer unto God thanksgiving. Oh, by the way, our thanksgiving will be coming up in July. So prepare for that day. 
let us prepare ourselves for that great day of thanksgiving. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the, unto the most high and call upon thee in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. That is exactly what will happen. That every time that we, every time that God delivers us, then we must glorify God. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 14, verse 10. <clears throat> Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And he said it in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. These are all encouragement from the word of God. These are all, you know, um, uh, the words of assurance and comfort from the word of God. And Hezekiah, he takes our, you know, um, um, the Lord takes our trouble and he promised to deal with it. That is what Hezekiah experienced also when he cried unto the Lord, when he asked God for help in verse number 21. Um, to, up to the, the end of this chapter, you will see how the Lord helped, how did the Lord help Hezekiah and how did the Lord um, uh, answer Hezekiah's prayer. Particularly here in verse number 33. Verse number 33 to 35. This is what happened in answer to Hezekiah's prayer. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city. That came to pass. He died because he ran away. When he learned that his soldiers a lot of the soldiers died in the morning. All of them died while they slept. When they wake up in the morning, they were all dead bodies. The entire uh, you know, um, army of Sennacherib. So verse number 23 again. Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before, before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. How can that happen? There are hundreds of, you know, thousands of army ready to battle, ready to come. How, how come this pastor will say that they will not be able to come to the border? Because God said so. It's just the night before their plan, they were all in bodies. And in verse number 36, uh, verse number 34, by the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into the city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake, and for my servant David's sake. So that is God's response. He took the trouble of his guy away from him and God takes care of that and he promises that he will deal with it and, and finish the, the army of Sinatra. 
So in God's own time, he will fulfill his word. It was his own time to, to, to allow the, the, the army to, you know, to stay there, wherever they were. And it was God's time that the night before they will begin to advance towards the city, that is the day or that was the night that the angel of the Lord will come to finish them. So it is all in God's own time. He will fulfill His word. That is why, brothers and sisters, if you are praying for something to the Lord, the Lord will fulfill it in His own time. All you need to do is believe it and wait for it. In Isaiah chapter, chapter 37, verse number 26, this is now the, the very moment that God will act. Remember, God already spoken this, that this will happen to King Assyria and this will happen to their armies. They will not be able to shoot an arrow. They will not be able to come into the border. They will not be able to enter. They cannot advance to enter or come near to the border of Judah. And this is the action now, verse 36. Then the angel of the Lord went forth. Remember, it's just one angel to destroy 185,000. Even if you have millions, it's just one angel. Only God, you know, uh, uh, God only needs one angel to take care of the enemy of the great king. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. They were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And it came to pass as he was worshipping in the house of Israel, his God, that Adramelech and Sherezer, his sons, smote him with a sword. So these are the um, um, the people in Nineveh, and they escaped into the land of Armenia. And this is now Isar Shadon, the son of Sennacherib, reigning instead. You see how the Lord takes care of the trouble of Hezekiah. It's a marvelous, marvelous work of the Lord, and the same God that worked in the life of Hezekiah. The same God that will work in your life. Amen. Because this is written here so that you will know how the Lord will act when you call upon Him. Do not presume that God knows your problem. Do not presume it. Come to the Lord still. If the Lord will not answer and have no peace in your heart that God has answered, then do it again. Then do it again. Then keep on coming, keep on coming unto the Lord because. God will answer your prayer. He will give you assurance. He will give you comfort. And you see, we must follow this example because this is how the Lord acted on this. The Lord, the same God that answered Hezekiah's prayer, the same God will answer our own prayer. And we have that assurance. You have trouble in this time? You have trouble in your life? Pray to the Lord. Hezekiah is just 
spread it unto the Lord. If you have trouble, spread it unto the Lord. Let's bow in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for the promise. Thank you for the hope for the Lord. Lord, we have not experienced spreading our problems to you. We have not experienced, Lord, showing you the letters of the enemy. Lord, we receive a lot of letters. Lord, we have not come and spread our problems to you. But Lord, thank you for this example of God. That with all his heart to God, he believes in you. That you will answer his prayer. Lord, when we have problems, we have a lot of letters of problems and, and things that come into our lives and it seems like there is none to help. But Lord, thank you for this message. You are there to help us. We are your children. Lord, each one of these people is your child. And I know that you love them. Please, Lord, as we open our mouth in prayers to you, answer, Lord, our prayers. And help us, O oh God, because there is none that can help us but you. Please, Lord, be with us and answer our prayers. Lord, it is our desire that you will work, Lord, in our lives so that you will strengthen, you will uh, give us comfort. In the way you will give us answer, Lord, of our prayers, uh, that is a great blessing that we can um, enlighten our hope. It can um, encourage our hearts to continue on and to strive for your sake and for your glory. Bless Lord your people once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.